We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer BTW, and sitting across from me is Danny Goots. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to uh, a little intro before we throw to our interview. Obviously, this is our monthly coin of the show for July. Um, mm-hmm. it, it won via vote, SafeX. Uh, we were lucky enough to actually have the community respond, and we thank you. Uh, and actually help us get Daniel Daybeck, which we are interviewing, and you'll hear him uh, shortly. Uh, Daniel, he is the architect, uh, kind of creator of SafeX Exchange, uh, which is in its beta. It's, it's, it's working some things out we're going to learn about. Uh, uh, yeah. But I'm excited because this was a community-focused uh, episode. This is something I never experienced before. I know we haven't been doing it too, too long, but we've done other podcasts, and we're, we've tried this before, and... Um, this is the first time where I have had just such a big uh, out of left field um, kind of push for something. Yeah, uh, we're excited to share it. Uh, also, reminder, if you stay to the end, we're going to announce the pizza winner of the contest. So hang out for the end of the show. Uh, super glad everyone participated as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, this interview is actually uh, coming. Daniel is in Serbia. So uh I want you guys to check it out. Uh, we learned a lot about something that maybe you haven't even heard of before. It's called SafeX. Uh, enjoy. I first heard about Bitcoin from a friend. I was going to Fordham University, and he showed me on his phone how Bitcoin breached $50,000 of daily trading volume. And at the time, I had dropped out of uh, college and I was working already on, on Wall Street. Uh, and I was trading, my daily volume personally was about $3 million a day. Wow. So I told him... Wow. That I thought I thought Bitcoin was cool. I thought what he was explaining to me was cool, but to me it was more like a forum thing, more than like a worldwide impactful technology or whatever. And I, I was more like I was too much of a money man at the time, and I'm just like that's cool. Let's move on. Um, not the worst decision, not the best decision, not the best decision because well it exploded, but not the worst decision because if I immersed myself at that time. You know, I'd be, I'd be, I wouldn't learn a whole lot of things that I did for, you know, three and a half years later when I rediscovered the Bitcoin. Um, so for three and a half years, I, w- I was programming uh, things for trading and, uh, and different strategies for different managers, uh, fund managers. And um, when I was on vacation, I was doing a whole lot of uh, kind of exploring of different things because I wasn't working. I took a very long vacation. And, uh, and I was in Mexico and I wanted to buy things online and I saw the banner ads for Bitcoin and it was kind of getting much more popular. And uh, I decided to buy, I, I bought about 10 Bitcoins, pretty much 10 Bitcoins and I paid just about $1,000 for them. And I bought them on localbitcoin.com in 2013. Oh, so like uh, around- person to person. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, being in Mexico, that was like the only way you can get them. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, that was the easiest way. And there were people right there in Cabo who were selling them. Okay. And um, that's great. Well, at least there was one, there was one guy who, who he was the, the vendor. And the point is, though, I got into it and, um, and I didn't wind up buying any products. But what I did do is find a whole lot of software developers who were accepting Bitcoin on forums. So, uh, you know, I, I, I decided to end my vacation. Um, savings were running low. I had these Bitcoins or whatever. I got to, um, I went to Los Angeles first and my plans were to drop down in, uh, in San Francisco. So immediately I went to, 
I went to uh, to Los Angeles, uh, got involved in crypto in Los Angeles in like, uh, it was like November 2013. Then uh, by January 2014, I'm in uh, San Francisco and Bitcoin just reached $1,000. And I, I just started... Um, I just started, you know, hunting the forums and finding a community of developers who would take Bitcoin and produce software. And I would uh, I would then kind of resell this software or offer like this outsourcing for 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 the Bitcoins I'm paying to the, these guys. They were Ukrainian developers. These guys were in Ukraine. And um, and that that's it. That's what got me into Bitcoin. I never wow. bought it to make money. I just bought it to use it as an international form of payment. No, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and real convenient. Yes. Uh, that's, that's a really cool story because it's very similar to our uh, Daniel and I's story of how we discovered Bitcoin. Because I thought it was just a cool technology and I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Because just the, the whole idea of how you buy it and where you send it was cool to me and how to use yeah. it. Uh, but that, that's great. So obviously you're an enthusiast in the space. So why don't we jump into SafeX and I want to know, first of all, because I know the community knows about SafeX, but we might have an audience that doesn't know anything about SafeX. So if you could explain uh, to the layman about what SafeX is, what's the utility, what's your vision with it, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, SafeX is a cryptocurrency network that has a built-in marketplace right on the blockchain. So when we use Bitcoin, there's no structured way of actually buying anything from somebody using Bitcoin. So there's some mis there's a gap in, in the entire ecosystem to provide a concrete structure on purchasing goods or services using cryptocurrency. That's SafeX. Furthermore, there's an issue that I've identified in that, like, when we bought our Bitcoins, we bought those Bitcoins from a group of people who have acquired half of the money supply at the easiest time possible. If you just had a laptop, you would be able to produce 50 Bitcoins within a couple of hours. Wow. And, um, and your impact into the proliferation of the network may be minuscule compared to what is required today to get the same 50 Bitcoins, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... SafeX has devised a new way of distributing coins. So it still uses the same traditional proof of work mining. However, it allows the coin to be distributed more equally over time rather than a lot in the beginning. And that means that distribution of coins will be much greater and it will be taking place throughout the, throughout the adoption cycle of the, of the, um, of of the system okay okay so just uh in regards to uh proof of mining you i believe uh or sorry proof of work uh um why did you choose proof of work over proof of stake yeah so um the only valid way in my opinion to secure a network is through proof of work and that's because proof of stake is the rich get richer and proof of stake is also inherently centralized. Uh, someone who finds a, a cryptocurrency, buys up enough of it, will be the dominant validator of that currency. And then 
whoever is validating that currency should just keep hoarding more of it in order to continue to control the network. So proof of stake is the highest risk model for doing anything cryptocurrency related. If we needed proof of stake, Satoshi Nakamoto would have already released proof of stake. Great point. Interesting. Interesting. We we've never had a we've never been able to ask that question in regards to that. So thank you for that answer. Absolutely. Proof of work depends on a lot of things like um, economies of scale. Right. You can't pack more miners than you have square meters. You can't pack more miners than you can dissipate the heat. You can't pack more miners than you could source electricity. So there's a physical limitation to how much, how far someone can expand themselves into the proof of work. And on top of that, when you start adding more miners, you start competing with yourself. So there's only incremental competition among the mining community. You don't want to overmine. You don't want to undermine. You want to be at that just right place where you're earning money and able to continue to stay competitive among the mining community. Proof of stake is totally not like that at all. Get enough cash, put it into the coin, coerce people, you could take over the network. Very interesting. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, so was there just like a moment where you were like, I got this idea. It just, po- how did the, like it all just pop in your head? And then you're like, I got to do this. This is something that I need to do for the community or for, for in general. Cause it sounds like you're passionate about it. Yes. So like what brought me into cryptocurrency was, you know, like you guys said, it's a cool technology. You like how you send it. So I also liked how you send it anytime to anyone in any amount. This is power. If, if there's some opportunity out there and I have to wait till Monday, 930 AM when the bank opens, damn, what if someone else used cryptocurrency and got the opportunity before me? That was like, the really main alluring aspect of cryptocurrency. So when I discovered this, or like when when I discovered this is the power, and then I realized there's no structured way to use the cryptocurrency, that's what got me started. Like SafeX is is something I came up with in 2015. And, um, but I didn't know exactly how it's going to look until about a year and a half later. Year and a half later, I came up with the idea, why don't I just produce my own blockchain and define the rules specifically to be commerce friendly, to do nothing else, just do perfect commerce. So that's where we're going with this. Right now, we've launched a test net and our main network will be launched within a few weeks from now. So far, there have been no uh, kind of bugs that would prevent us from launching the main, main network. That's good. That's good. Really good news. The marketplace functionality is planned to be deployed by Black Friday, just in time for Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is, was that on purpose? Absolutely. So, you know, most people, most, most, uh, most companies, they are planning everything around Christmas time because that's when people, people most of the time are saving up and they spend more during Christmas time. So what, what I plan to do is get as many people to at least just try doing their commerce using cryptocurrency and let it be on the SafeX marketplace. So what we're planning is that there will be plenty of nice goods that people 
will definitely receive after they bought them uh, and using our cryptocurrency. And if there's enough success, there will be a lot more people coming back. I have a question about, um, through a lot of the research I've been doing, I discovered Volcanium. Is that how you pronounce it? Can you explain a little bit about that as well? And that's that's something else that you're involved in. Uh, but how yeah. is... First we, of all, what, we got several questions from your from your community in regards to the connection between the two. Yeah, absolutely. So, what does Balkanium have to do with SafeX? Correct. Okay, um, SafeX was a we made a crowd sale in November 2015, and we raised fifty thousand dollars. It was seventy bitcoins and one point four million made safe coins, like this other cryptocurrency, and. Um, at that time, my idea, my vision for SafeX was just a small app. So my target was like $30,000. I just wanted to pay my rent and, and uh, for the year and just work on this small app. Uh, before I realized I would need to do, I would need to be, I would need to involve a way more amount of, of, of effort to make this prevalent and successful because, well, the because we could get into it a little in, in a minute. But the point is, so we made a crowd sale in 2015. We raised 50,000 bucks. And the thing is, I distributed 99% of what's called SafeX token to all the people who bought it, right? Uh-huh. And 1% I kept for myself. So we've raised 50,000 bucks. And clearly, 50,000 bucks doesn't really go very far, right? But over right. time, I've managed to... Uh, make a lot of connections and and manage a lot of people's onboarding into cryptocurrency. So in other words, I managed to make a lot more money than this 50,000 that I raised, you know, uh, two and a half years ago. However, we never had a vehicle or a brand for people to kind of get behind and build out the ecosystem of SafeX. So I'm here in Serbia right now and Honestly, last year when I was telling people like, yeah, I work on this thing called SafeX and stuff like that. And then everyone thinks SafeX is a company. SafeX is not a company. SafeX is nine is, is a 2.147 billion tokens that were sold two and a half years ago. And we're building the product we said we were going to build. You see? So when I tell people I'm hiring and they say, you know, what's the company? I can't say it's SafeX because SafeX is not a company, right? It's this decentralized organization with like by now like 20,000 people involved and stuff like that. So I needed to make a brand that people can work for, right? And that brand, uh, that brand is Balkanium. So I'm in Serbia and that's the Balkans and kind of Ethereum is one of the more mainstream cryptocurrencies in the world right now. So I took Balkans and Ethereum, combined them and boom, we have... Balkans blockchain development company, you see? And all we do here is support the proliferation of the SafeX decentralized organization, you see? So Balkanium is a vehicle for investing the money that um, that we need in order to hire the people who can make the impact that is necessary for SafeX to be successful, you see? Now, right. So, as of right now, are people using? Because you have two types of tokens. You have the SafeX token and the SafeX Cash token. Yeah. Are, correct. And, That's right. And are and are they um are people using that uh 
right now or do they have a different token in place to hold the amount of safex yeah. that they so, so right now where the safex token is on the bitcoin blockchain um and uh and we'll convert all of them into our safex blockchain okay and also distribute safex cash to those people who are holding those safex tokens from the bitcoin blockchain so it's kind of like an incentive like okay some people have been holding for two and a half years it's about time they got something for you know all this hodling right yeah so it's kind of like the first dividend the airdrop five million safex cash will be airdropped on those safex token holders who convert from bitcoin blockchain into the safex blockchain right okay yeah five percent of all purchases made on the safex blockchain will be distributed back to the safex token holders so now once they go onto the safex blockchain uh, oh sorry i had a quick question about the safex blockchain that is yeah. a fork off of monero is that correct or am i completely reading right. that wrong yes. that's right okay so you're going to be doing so basically um in terms of the uh the verification process is going to go through the CI, the, the ring CT um, way of, of verification on, on transactions, or is it going to do it how Bitcoin does it? So, okay. Two kind of concepts going on here from the Bitcoin blockchain. You're going to send your safex tokens to no man's land. My script is reading that no man's land. And in the transaction on Bitcoin's no man's land, where you send your safex tokens, Embedded will be where you want me to send your Safex tokens and your Safex cash airdrop. Okay. So you destroy your Bitcoin version Safex tokens and in the process tell the Safex blockchain where you want your transfer to go. And Safex blockchain will then provide you with your balance. Okay. So it's just a it should be an easy transfer over piece of cake because it's going to be embedded in the safex wallet there we go oh wow piece of cake all you do is is generate an address for safex blockchain click like three buttons and you're in you're done you know you'll have your safex cash your safex tokens on their way well less is more obviously i love less is more and i just had a quick question about the marketplace the marketplace itself um uh, first off, um, the marketplace is you're going to have your own SafeX marketplace, but other marketplaces can adapt uh, or, or can use the the code to kind of lay it over their own personal uh, e-store, e, uh, e correct? That's correct. SafeX uh, blockchain will create a tool set that allows people to very easily do crypto commerce to do e-stores using cryptocurrency. Uh, okay, very cool. And now, out of curiosity, do you know if, uh, if the prices, when we see a price, will we see yes. it in the, in the cryptocurrency price? Will it be in, in Bitcoin? Will it be in fiat? Or will, they, will people be able to choose how they want to show the price? Absolutely. So, so there's, um, there's like this paradigm of a peg, right? Yes. And part of that tool set is deciding whether you want a firm price in SafeX cash or if you want to peg it to the dollar or to the Bitcoin or however you want to peg your 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 sales, right? Um, that's the thing about SafeX cash. Our design, what we believe, 
because it's a design by an economist, is that it'll be fairly uh, stable in growth. So like we try to combat volatility, right? Mm-hmm. And it, by by uh, by providing more supply as people are added to the network. So like in Bitcoin, let's say you mined you know a ton of Bitcoins, and then the price pumps, and you're like, oh crap, it pumped, and then you come and sell. Let's say you had a hundred thousand bitcoins, and you come to the market when it's ten thousand, and you sell a thousand of your bitcoins, and then you see the price is down twenty percent. Well, it's your fault, you know. Yeah. But if you never had a chance to get a hundred thousand bitcoins for free, you would never be able to impact the price like that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, as of right now, uh, you have sorry. Uh, between the safex token token and safex cash the safex token is that deflationary inflationary or is it just yeah. safex token yes is firm 2.147 billion got it and the and safex... uh-huh. they, you know they're you know some people lose a private key and stuff like that you know things happen. so we could say it's more or less deflationary and safex cash is inflationary it will cap off at a billion and uh, and after a billion, it'll release about three Safex cash every block, so that there will be a constant rate of inflation. But okay. but after twenty years, and not to have uh, it shouldn't have some huge impact on valuation, unlike the U.S. dollar. Okay. Wow. I I feel like you see. Okay. So I like hearing your vision and what you believe in, and it sounds like you have a utility. A beta and you guys are working through development which i really like hearing um and this is you know it's exciting and um i want to be able to we daniel and i kind of asked you questions now i'd love to ask you some questions from the community we got on twitter and, and, and via email if, if that's okay with you daniel yeah, absolutely um we were just on the whole safex cash thing and i got crypto kiyoshi uh kiyoshi i believe it's pronounced for people just hearing about safex should they be buying SafeX Cash or the SafeX token? And I'm not sure we answered that on that question, but that's the question he had. Well, okay, whether should you buy SafeX Cash or SafeX token? I mean, okay, obviously right now before we launch the mainnet, you want to get SafeX token because you get the airdrop, right? Um, I think people should be mining SafeX Cash, that's for sure. Uh, SafeX token is kind of more... I would call it investor grade because you want to get a dividend. You got to hodl it, right? Yeah. Um, Safex Cash is more active. It's the thing you want to use for spending. Uh, so, I mean, that's a it's a hard question to answer for me. My head is in chaos. I don't know what to do. I just I just I just hodl. You know, I just hold and uh, and I bought uh, sixteen graphic cards to mine. You know, so. I'm going to be mining and uh, and hodling. So got it. But actually, yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying, but the 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 theory, the the, the hope for you guys is to have the SafeX cash be close closely to the equal amount of dollars being spent throughout the community. Or is that incorrect in terms of how I interpreted that? Uh, how do you how do you mean that? Rephrase. So like so SafeX. Ca- so let's say I uh, I have several SafeX tokens. And I exchange that for SafeX Cash. I'm using the SafeX Cash is kind of like if I were to, uh, in terms of price uh, per the item, 
um, let's say I want to buy a $10 book, it would be $10 Safex cash. We're, we're trying to equal equal the amount of actual dollars or is that not is that not the no, case? No. Not, not like that. So, um, so it's kind of like this. If so, kind of going back to the stability, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not, um, the amount of distribution of SafeX cash is not pegged. It's not like it's, it's kind of nature intelligent, not like computer intelligent, Got right? It. Like, because what we did was map the, um, it's called diffusion of innovation, right? Uh, people tend to adopt at a normal distribution over time. So our curve intersects the normal distribution of adoption. So we will release more currency as more people are using, right? So what it means is you won't have mega volatility because the coins are more proliferate as more people are participating, you see? And, and it could seem like, how could that work? if it's kind of like all hard in stone, but it's based on like it has algorithm, right? It's based on, so nature's algorithm is adoption of technology takes a normal distribution. So over time, like we definitely will have, we have this framed over 20 years. So our 20 year adoption will have a, um, sort of egalitarian distribution relinquishing of the coin onto the group, you see? So rather than uh, centralizing, the potential centralizing of assets in the beginning, like let's say you had a million people are going are gonna to ever use your asset, your, your technology over 20 years, right? And two and a half percent of the people are in the first four years, Okay. So that means you have uh, 25,000 people in your first, in your first four, four years of your adoption, right? Or let's say two years. Let's two years because it's more scaled, right? Two years, you have 25,000 users. And let's say like Bitcoin, for example, it's like 25% of money supply comes out in the first two years. So you're dumping 25% of the money supply on 25,000 people. But by the time you reach the sixth year and you have like 30% of adoption, you're dumping the second half of your coins, 25%, the, the second half of this part, the 25% onto, onto a 30% of people, so which would be 300,000 people, right? So you have, you have a quarter with 2.5% of, of your population and you have a quarter with 25% of your population. So you have you're automatically in like the abomination of like you know wealth distribution right yeah where one percent owns ninety percent of everything right yeah and it, it doesn't take massive intelligence to acquire that capital in the beginning right but it takes massive intelligence to deploy it for what matters right so yeah so you're trying yeah. to to spread it out a bit evenly increase the spectrum mm -hmm. of participation okay okay yeah Excellent. and that that's literally it's like mathematical it's programmed in nature if you're to like always no matter what you do always more clever people will always acquire the assets right so i'd rather people participate cleverly than show up on day one 
land grab, and then sip culottes till kingdom comes, right? Got it. I'd rather people have to do stuff that helps our network in order for them to gain those those um, assets, which then likely they would deploy further because that's the person's disposition, right? Got it. Got it. Uh, I mean, how many people I know or have met and who probably going to listen to this and just like say, yeah, I'm lucky, you know, <laughs> who bought, let's say 10,000 Bitcoins, 5,000 Bitcoins at the beginning. For like, for like $3,000 and will admit they've done absolutely nothing except sit on those coins and today have like $50 million and have existential problems, you know? Got it. So, so you're, you, you reward the work essentially you're trying absolutely, to. Absolutely. And, and it's righteous, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I like it. I like how that works I out. believe that more people would identify with this and feel that they wouldn't that they didn't miss the boat like bitcoin you miss the boat because now you have to cash out someone who needs a lambo you know or you know i, I mean literally yeah how many people have the hodl lambo you know it's it's a paradigm right and um and and investment into crypto uh, startups and stuff like that is only a handful of crypto early adopters and the majority are just sitting on piles and do nothing for the ecosystem. It's like outside capital is doing it. It's very few of early adopters participating. So what I hope to see is those outside capital will uh, see SafeX as an opportunity to um, to receive to to reflect what they've put into the system, right? Okay, Excellent. that sounds good to me. I have one more question. Uh, I kind of shortened it. It's uh, how do you feel about the the McAfee support that this has gotten? And I, I looked into it. I don't know too much about it. I just know that they asked me to ask it. So if you want to comment on it, yeah, I'm curious. I, I mean, um, personally, I had no hand in in um, gaining John's uh, attention or anything like that. Um, I, I, we met a year ago a year and a half ago on a conference, you know, by coincidence, that was cool. I, you know, we kind of just talked about technology in general and our feelings about privacy and stuff like that. And at the time he was mining Monero and, and was really uh, intrigued by Monero. I didn't particularly, um, you know, kind of like, I, I, it was early days. Like I said uh, earlier, before we got on the call is that, um, I'm not really hyping things until I'm ready for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So a year and a half ago, I was furthest from ready to... <laughs> right, that hype. makes sense. And, um, but I'm, I'm fully appreciative. John is, is someone who a lot of people respect for being a pioneer in the first days. And cryptocurrency is like one of those pioneering, um, you know, technological advances like you know, the 1980s and 90s of, of computers. And John brought the antivirus, you know, into mainstream way back then. So it's only normal that he would take interest in this space now because, you know, he, he seems to have that, um, you know, he's like in the right place at the right time when things are fresh and new, right? So, yeah, I'm, 
I am totally grateful that, you know, he, he brings attention to a lot of people uh, about SafeX. Um, yeah, but I, you know, just for the record, I have not ever paid John McAfee for any endorsement or anything like that. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I wouldn't even, even be able to afford. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. No, yeah, he's, got, he's got some money. And that guy's interesting. I wish I want to go to one party of his. Just one. One party. Yeah. Honestly, I don't, I don't even know if he even accepts uh, payment for the stuff because, you know, there's news articles that are saying he does. And, yeah. you know, from my experience, uh, I, I didn't need to shell out anything. So I don't really, maybe for an advisory position, he will, he will get some, some, uh, some, uh, what you call it, some, uh, you know, retainer or something, sure. some consulting fee. But I can't imagine, like, like if, if I was to, like, just to give you an example, I sold all the SafeX tokens. I kept 1% for myself, right? Mm-hmm. So where do I, why would I pay? So that everyone else can gain, and 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 at my expense, you know, like. Interesting. It, it doesn't make any sense for me to have even done that, you know. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's cool yeah. that you got to meet him. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, he's an interesting character. Who take what you want of of who he who he is. You know, everybody has their judgments on the guy, but he's interesting nonetheless. So that's why I'm glad uh, a lot of the we, we have asked. a photo in front of um the Romanian Parliament. You know, like biggest building in wow. the. Wow. Europe, whatever. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. But actually, at that time, uh, John wasn't you know um, promoting any coins or anything. He was just seemed to be like you know intelligence searching and you know having a low key, uh, you know, starting to do his stuff. You know, and low key. That's interesting. I don't think he's low key anymore. <laughs> I don't think he's low key anymore. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, his whole career he's been in and out of he's been in and out of the the, the public eye. So. It goes as far as back as, like you said, all the way back to his antivirus software in the ni- early 90s or late 80s. Um, I have another qu- question for you. Uh, let's go to Jason. What types of items will be for sale in the marketplace when it goes live? And approximately, um, uh, and, and will there be multiple, a lot of I- different items altogether? How diverse will it be? On, on this point, uh, there's a lot of interesting things that I will not talk about now. Got it. That's fine. Uh, because we do have some really amazing strategy that we are uh, in progress to deploy that will lead to incredible mass adoption. And I'm not talking porn. Oh. Well, then you're, you're one up on Verge. Yeah, you're, you're, you're one up on Verge then. Uh, and Tron, I think, is doing it too. Yeah, and, uh, and basically, so just to like more specifically answer is kind of like I'm not looking for people to come and sell their, to have a garage sale on the SafeX marketplace, unlike any other marketplaces that exist right now. So we're focusing on the things people actually are buying online. And, uh, and we have like a very specific team that is dealing with this situation, right? So you know, okay, yes, we have developers and that's super important, but what about giving people what they actually want, right? Right. So I'm going to ask another question that's going to follow this up. That's from the chief feeling bullish on Twitter. Is his Twitter handle. Uh, is there anything in place to kind of stop the SafeX marketplace from becoming another Silk Road? 
you know, it's not going to be another Silk Road because Silk Road is a centralized service operated by one entity and administered by one entity. SafeX is protocol level. So technically, anybody can do whatever they want with it. If you're going to use it for illicit purposes, God help you, because when you're doing illegal activity online, from what I read, you know, you're more exposed to being caught and going to jail. So I highly advise to not do anything illegal. Yeah, we, uh, we, we interviewed um, Ross Ulbricht's mom, Lynn, Lynn Albrecht. And uh, and she's she's basically saying the same thing as you as well, but but uh, sure. but definitely uh, she she knows from experience how this works. And then Daniel, right. you had one. For, uh, yes, uh, um, from Mr. Danny Boz, uh, the, our our friend from Glasgow. He sent some updates on Monero that we want to that we will talk about uh, on a later episode. I just got to do some research, but he wanted to know how will hard forks be handled, and can the voting system that's it with SafeX uh, um, in the marketplace be used in any way regarding the forks? If there are any hard forks in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So hard forks, um, obviously everybody must update their, their software. Um, like anybody who is mining or running a full node, uh, hard fork means you must update. Otherwise you, you will be different than what we identify as the main network. Now, when it comes to voting, it's something that we have not completed yet because of these kind of ideas where you can influence hard forks using voting and stuff like that. But the point is now, like to give a very direct answer, if uh, all the people on the network decided to use a certain version or majority decided to use a specific version of the software, votes can have an impact. Votes can have an impact on variables within the accepted version, right? Okay. Um, and... It, like maybe you guys heard of BitShares or something like that, right? Of course. Uh, there's a lot of things on BitShares that people, that the, the nodes can vote on directly. Like, um, I, I don't remember what they are exactly. I mean, like, uh, you could vote on who's allowed to, you know, be a, a validator, proof of stake validator. You actually vote on who it is, right? But if someone wanted to fork and make their own network, then all those rules are bunk, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no avoiding this. There's actually absolutely no way to avoid people splintering into their own network. So voting will be used for things like who is, um, you know, who is the um, the main architect, who provides, you know, the link to the source code, things like this, and um, and these are more like guiding principles so that people who are mining are are staying on are, are are staying in line with consensus right because what what i'm starting to feel is happening in the market you know things like ethereum classic bitcoin cash is a perfect example when bitcoin.com started telling people bitcoin cash is actually bitcoin that's... and selling bitcoin you know that's what i'm talking about yeah we 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 preached that was wrong that was absolutely wrong but you're, you're duping people into accepting your idea of consensus, right? Absolutely, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so, so voting can help us understand what does the community actually demand, right? Because you can't fake a private key of someone else. Very that's, true. That's very true. 
Um, I want to, so I'm going to, I want to thank everyone in the community. Obviously, I can't take all the questions. You guys sent so many. Yeah, I really appreciate lot. it. Uh, and uh, Daniel, thanks for being able to answer those as well. We love interacting and having the community ask questions, especially. And you've definitely educated us on on, on certain aspects in crypto, which is awesome. Thank but you. But what so I much. what I like to do towards the end of an interview, especially with something that you're you're developing and working towards, is what what does the future hold for you guys? What are you excited about for the future of SafeX? Um, and where you see you guys uh, in the next few years? Yeah. So. Uh, I've been involved in in programming, consulting, in this cryptocurrency, you know, world for the last five years, and um, and I've seen a lot. I've lived long, I've traveled far, you know, I've grown worn, and I, you know, I want some sincere and successful project, and that's what I put into SafeX. And the point is that. There's very little standing between us and mainstream adoption because getting rich over time because you brought value to a lot of people is something that I'm interested in. Not grabbing, you know, all the land as soon as I can and then having more in my mouth than I can chew. So because we took this incremental approach, Ethereum launched an ICO platform and brought a whole ton of scamming to, to the market. It's pretty irresponsible. They, they launched an ICO and then realized they needed a better platform to launch an ICO. We already have NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, etc. Cryptocurrency was about spending money where there's no central controller, not about making the new stocks and shares, right? That's why we created the SafeX blockchain. Okay. Coming up will be the mainnet launch. After mainnet mainnet launch is, is active and people can mine it, we will launch the marketplace. And then we are at the service of all people of the world who are interested in using SafeX blockchain. We will provide the tools that they need to do the transactions that they want to do. Excellent. Whether it be, whether it be like drop shipping whether it be auctions, whether it be freelancing, whether it be real estate deals or, you know, time locked, you know, uh, I don't know what they call it. What do they call that? Um, uh, savings bonds, right? Oh. Whatever it is, we will, provi- we'll, we'll aim to provide those templates so that people have a lot of choices to do the commerce that they want to do. And also... It's about um, maintaining the integrity of cryptocurrency at the same time allowing people to use it. So what I, what I mean by that is don't take away the education about the private key from people. That's the beauty of cryptocurrency. Don't turn it back into a credit card. Let people use the cryptocurrency the way it's meant to be used, but give people the same interface that they had when they used Amazon. Except when you put your credit card info, let it hook into your wallet and you pay with your cryptos. I don't want to make a debit card where every time you go and spend your coins, you actually have to sell them for cash and send the cash to the vendor. You see, that's not called mainstream adoption. That's called dumping your coins every time you want to buy something. Right? Yeah. Right. 
these are like the fundamental things. So what I see is a huge spectrum of, of products coming for sale to the marketplace and people actually using cryptocurrency in a very structured, methodical way than we do with Bitcoin already. Today, we use Bitcoin all the time, but there's no one concrete way that we can trust. And, and you know, it's just like that. And SafeX, the marketplace, will be just like that. Just use it. Just click the button. Like, literally, people say just, the just button. Literally, we want a just button. You see the product, you just click, and it's yours. Just click it. Like It's like your Nike campaign. Yeah. That works. Uh, dude, it's it sounds exciting. Uh, and I mean, I can't thank you enough for all your insight today. There's nothing better than when we talk about a, uh, something in crypto on a coin of the show that we have the person that is behind it and architecture, uh, the architect behind it. You know, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. No, thank you guys. And really, uh, I'm glad that you are doing this. The people need good sources of information. And uh, and I appreciate that you brought me, allowed me to be on this show and, and to talk with you guys about what I'm so passionate about. And once again, shout out to, you know, the SafeX community for being so great. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, could you just tell us uh, where people can find all the SafeX information, your handles, anything you want to share to the audience? Absolutely. So SafeX.io is the main website. And um, one of the best sources, so one of the best sources of information is Twitter. So twitter.com slash Dan Daybeck, D-A-N-D-A-B-E-K. And also safexnews.net. That's awesome. Uh, Daniel, before before you go, uh, we had a pizza contest attached to this, and I'd like to have you on uh, while I announce that because it's, you know, I believe... uh, I just got an overwhelming response of a lot of SafeX people involved in that voting. We did an we did an actual retweet uh, uh, a tally, right, right, yeah. Daniel. And the winner is Andre, and his handle on Twitter is R O D R G A B R two. Whatever your favorite pizza is, you get a fifty dollar gift card. I followed you on Twitter. Just DM me when you hear the podcast. Uh, we want to thank everyone for joining on the episode. I want to thank Daniel for joining us all the way from Serbia and. Fun fact, we both went to high school in the same county. So just so you guys know in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, Daniel, th- thanks for joining us. Thank you all. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, if um, and check out SafeX. Uh, yeah. definitely, uh, definitely very informative. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, take care, man. Bye.